Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, we learned a lot more about the origin of Unpredictable Horse, and how some of his own story played into the history of many of the other characters in the Mooseverse. When we left Montgomery the Moose and Friends at the end of last season, though, they were in a magical land known as the Realm of Dragons, in an attempt to fulfill a prophecy and fix magic. But what if they fail? Keep listening to find out more. And as always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. Montgomery the Moose squinted and looked around him. His nose had picked up a change of scent. The beautiful fragrant smell of chocolate surrounding his new friend Fred the Chocolate Lab had disappeared. He had become so used to it being around that he'd taken it for granted, and now he missed it. Hey, he asked Montgomery the Mouse, where did Fred go? Fred? Montgomery the Mouse replied from on top of his friend's head. He loved it up there and used the long guard hairs as a nest, with the soft woolly undercoat as the perfect bed. But the heat from the two suns in this magical land made him very sleepy, and he found it hard to keep up with everything that was going on. Yeah, Fred, the dog made of chocolate. He's gone. Montgomery the Moose looked around the hilltop they were on once more. Hey, I think Tamar and Dorothy have gone too. Yep, Roger the giant raccoon said as she lumbered past them, grabbing some coconuts off a nearby tree with ease. They left about an hour ago, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I can't tell what's going on here. She closed her eyes and shook her head as if trying to shake out some hidden knowledge that would help her make sense of it all. Montgomery and Montgomery both knew how their friend felt. It was hard to keep track of how long they'd been in this magical land. Their life back in Maine seemed so long ago at this point, but somehow they weren't even sure if they'd slept at all since being here. On top of that, they still weren't used to Roger being so... embiggened. Wait a second, where did the dragon go? Montgomery the Moose asked. Now everything was confusing. The scary Stanley? He said he was going to find another dragon, remember? Montgomery the Mouse answered. He said it was here in this land, too. Then he started to doubt himself also. At least, I think... Hey, how did you get so big, anyway? Montgomery the Moose asked Roger. Roger looked at herself. Wait, what do you mean? She asked. Are you saying I'm eating too many of these crunchy eggs? No, Montgomery the Moose replied. Remember, you used to be smaller than me. Huh, Roger responded. Yeah, you're right, I was smaller. Yeah, you definitely were, Montgomery the Mouse replied. Remember you were like my size, Montgomery almost ate you once? That wasn't me, Roger replied. That was the frog, remember? Montgomery the Mouse blinked in shock. How could he have forgotten the frogs? The frogs had saved them from drowning. Wilfred! No, Wilter! He blurted out. No, Walter! And Wheezy! Oh, wow! Montgomery and the Moose added. I'd forgotten all about them! How did I forget about them? Moose never forget! That's the one thing everyone knows about Moose. Moose never forget! Elephants! His mouse friend gently corrected him. Elephants! Yes, that's right! Moose never forget elephants! Montgomery the Mouse shook his head gently and said a soft, "Uh Uh-uh. It's elephants that never forget, he continued. 
Elephants never forget elephants, Montgomery the Moose replied, looking perplexed. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense because it's not true. It's elephants that never forget, not moose. No? Well, then how come I never forget things? You forget things all the time, his small friend objected. Well, okay. Maybe that's true, Montgomery the Moose admitted sadly. I don't remember, to be honest. Hey, how long do you think this whole thing will take? He added after a pause. I mean, this whole fixing magic thing. Because I don't think I like this place that much after all. Yeah, I know what you mean, Montgomery the Mouse replied. I don't like that it's making us forget our friends. Is that magic? Montgomery the Moose asked. Because if it is, maybe it's not a bad thing that it's broken. Roger was busy smashing two coconuts together to break them open. With a smash and a crack, she held them up and poured the small amount of milk she got from them into her mouth. Suddenly, she noticed something from the corner of her eye. A floating circle, about eight feet in diameter, had appeared to her left, hanging in the air like a doorway would, if a doorway was round and could float in the air. Uh, Roger said uncertainly. Montgomery and Montgomery saw it too. Through the round opening, they could see a large, grey space. So big that they couldn't really see exactly how big it was. But in the distance, they could see a multitude of creatures sitting and standing around. At least, the ones who looked enough like creatures they knew could reasonably be described as sitting and standing around, but many of them were strange enough shapes that the moose, the mouse, and the raccoon only even realized they were alive when they saw them move slightly. What is... Montgomery the Moose asked, and the group of three moved closer to get a better look at what was in front of them. A foot or so away from the opening now, it looked like the creatures on the other side were waiting for something. Suddenly, something filled their whole view. Something translucent but slimy. The translucent sliminess started to come through the opening, and the group backed up out of instinct. Their eyes widened as they realized that what came through was a creature of some kind. A giant, globby creature. With its giant, globby, translucent eyes, it looked at the Montgomerys and at Roger as if to size them up. It opened its giant, globby, translucent mouth and launched itself at Montgomery the Moose, who was in mid-turn to run away, yelling as he did so. The giant, globby creature's mouth missed Montgomery's head altogether but closed around his torso. Montgomery yelled out of instinct but then realized it didn't hurt as much as just feel really... slimy and gross. From the outside, Montgomery the Moose turned his head and whacked the giant globby creature with his antlers, while Montgomery the Mouse jumped down to safety. Roger ran and pushed the giant globby creature. They were about the same size, after all, but she just sank into the creature's globbiness without making much difference. As she pulled back again, she looked at all the slime on her paws and muttered, Ugh, I'm gonna need to wash that off. Out of nowhere, an enormous purple dragon... Their enormous purple dragon, the scary Stanley, they hoped, came crashing into the giant globby creature, forcing it to release Montgomery the Moose. Both the giant globby creature and the dragon came tumbling down in a pile a short distance from the friends. Montgomery the Mouse saw that the opening was starting to shrink and shouted, Stanley, that circle thing, it's closing! It's a portal, the dragon said impatiently as it picked up the giant globby creature with its legs and its short arms. And I told you, he said as he flew the brief distance and threw the giant globby creature back through the opening, it's the scary Stanley. 
He turned from the friends and faced the portal, shooting fire from his mouth into the portal to stop the giant globby creature from making its way back to them. In just a few seconds, the portal closed altogether, and the scary Stanley lowered his flame. Ugh, the purple dragon said as he looked at the group of friends he'd just saved. That thing is so gross. That was even worse than last time. Roger was busy rolling in the grass to get some of the slime off her. Okay, now you three, seriously, stay here and try not to get into any more trouble, the scary Stanley ordered, and flew back into the sky with purpose. The three friends looked at each other. How was that our fault? Montgomery the Moose asked. Montgomery the Mouse climbed onto his moose friend's nose. It was the only place where he could look into his friend's eyes, even though he knew his friend had to cross his eyes to see him clearly. Neither of them said anything, but they each knew what the other was feeling, and Montgomery the Mouse nodded at his large friend in agreement with the unspoken sentiment. Let's go home, he said. Yeah, Montgomery the Moose agreed. Wait, what? Roger asked incredulously. We can't go home, even with... Whatever that was, this place is so much better than that fake mountain I lived in with the orange jackets chasing me all the time. But, Roger, you don't live there anymore, remember? Her mouse friend replied. We left there together. You can live with us now at our camp by the lake. Roger shook her enormous head again as if trying to make sense of everything. Yeah, of course, she said. I remember that. Of course I do. But she couldn't quite make sense of why she wanted to stay so much, but she knew she did. She just decided to declare her decision and figure out the details later. Aren't we doing something important here? Then why does the dragon keep leaving? Well, I don't know, Roger answered. Look, Montgomery the Moose reasoned, whatever's going on here, this isn't our fight. Things used to be much simpler, remember? Can't we go back to that? And besides, I'm sure my mom is still out there somewhere. I want to find her, and I want her to meet my friends. But the dragon said something about you saving magic, Roger replied. Yeah, but let's be honest, how can I do that? The three creatures mulled over the question, and none of them had a great answer. I'm staying here, Roger said conclusively. Montgomery and Montgomery looked at their enormous raccoon friend, and at each other, with some sadness. Montgomery the mouse turned back to look at Roger again, and in unison, the moose and the mouse said, Okay. Look, if we're really supposed to be here, you can come get us, or someone else can, Montgomery told his large raccoon friend, who nodded in return. They said their goodbyes, and Montgomery and Montgomery started the trek back to the tunnel they'd come through on their way into the magical land. They wondered what would happen to Roger if she had decided to come home too. Would she fit? Would she remain huge once, if, they got through? That if got them thinking further. They couldn't be sure that Montgomery the Moose would fit through anymore, or if that was a one-way thing. They each silently wondered what they would do if he couldn't, and whether Montgomery the Mouse should go on without him, but the thought of separating didn't sound good to either of them, and they decided to cross that bridge, or that tunnel, if they came to it. As they made their way up the hillside where Montgomery the Moose had first met Fred, the Moose and the Mouse reflected on their strange few weeks together. Before meeting each other, both had never spoken to a creature of a different species, and they had both led very ordinary lives for a moose and a mouse to lead. Reminiscing about their first meeting, they both chuckled that it was their love of chocolate that had led them to each other. Thinking about their visit to the chocolate shop, Montgomery the Moose closed his eyes and imagined the sight of that full-sized chocolate moose and the wondrous smell that accompanied it.
The image was so vivid in his mind that he could smell it right now. Huh, he thought. That's odd. I can smell it right now. When he opened his eyes, Montgomery the Mouse was already clambering down and onto the ground. There was chocolate on the ground in front of them. Small puddles of chocolate leading the way along the path like footprints. A lot like footprints. In fact, they were footprints. Dog footprints, to be exact. As they walked up the path, they noticed the footprints became deeper and more defined the closer they came to the tunnel. The footprints were facing away from the tunnel, but seemed to emanate from where Montgomery and Fred had first met, like an echo. I think these are Fred's, Montgomery the Moose confirmed to his friend, who had been stopping to nibble a little from each one. Montgomery the Moose also bent down and licked some up, though he couldn't quite decide if these footprints were actually part of Fred, which made him a little queasy to think about. The two friends continued up the path, and as they reached the small hole on the hillside that was their destination, the footprints were thicker and larger than all the rest. Montgomery the Mouse hung back to keep eating. Montgomery the Moose looked at his friend and nudged with a few come-ons until the mouse looked at him with wide eyes. Are you sure you want to go? Montgomery the Mouse asked. I mean, this place isn't bad, right? No, not you too. Montgomery the Moose shouted back, This isn't you. It's this place, Montgomery. It's making you think differently. I'm leaving, and I'm not letting you stay here. But, I mean, this place has chocolate, Montgomery the Mouse pleaded, and I bet there's a lot more than this. I mean, this place is magic, right? If Fred can turn to chocolate, maybe anything here can. Then think how much chocolate there is. Right, that's it, Montgomery the Moose said decisively. He bent his head down, opened his mouth wide, and scooped Montgomery the Mouse up, closing his jaws and lips so he couldn't escape. Then he looked at the small hole in the hillside where he'd come through before, briefly panicked that there was no way he'd fit through, realized that he'd done it before, and ran right for the hole, closing his eyes as he approached it and launching his whole body at full speed towards his target. The next thing he knew, he was in the tunnel again, with enough space to walk. He was about to open his mouth to show his friend but then he realized in the dim light coming from behind him and the overpowering smell that the whole tunnel was now chocolate too. He ran, or more accurately, since the tunnel wasn't large enough for him to really run, he walked fast and awkwardly down the tunnel. With the light behind him, he couldn't really tell where he was going, and this time both his antlers hit the tunnel and wobbled a little, which worried him. Despite the noise and the strange feelings coming from the mouse inside his mouth, he walked fast and awkwardly on until... light! He stumbled forward as fast as he could, and as the light got brighter and brighter, he had to close his eyes, but still he walked on. And then, all of a sudden, he found himself bathed in cool air, familiar air, the air of Maine. He started to open his eyes, but the bright sunlight was too much, and he kept them closed. But he was home. The air felt like fall again, cool, crisp, and damp. And the smells... Wait, the smells... I can still smell the chocolate, he thought. Weird, but I guess we were in there for a while, so... He opened his mouth to let Montgomery the mouse know they were back, and the mouse scampered out as quickly as he could onto his moose friend's head. He didn't give much thought to being gentle, and his claws scratched Montgomery the moose's top lip as he climbed up. The inside of your mouth smells disgusting, Montgomery the mouse said, panting for fresh air after holding his breath for so long. But I get why you did it. Thank you. The chocolate smell lingered. As their eyes adjusted, they realized why. It was hard to take in. They were back in Maine, and the plant life seemed so familiar. 
Off in the distance, they could also smell the water of Damariscotta Lake. But around them, for about 50 feet in every direction, the flowers, the plants, the moss, the rocks, and even a garter snake were all made entirely of chocolate. To be continued. If you enjoyed what you just heard, it would be wonderful if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. You can also join our Patreon team to support the podcast or buy Tales from the Mooseverse merchandise. Check out mooseverse.com for details. And we'd love your stories about Montgomery the Moose and friends. What do you think Roger did after Montgomery and Montgomery left? What's the history of this magical land known as the Realm of Dragons? And why do you think Montgomery the Moose was so adamant about leaving? As always, we'd love it if you would send us your stories about any of the characters in this story, or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself, on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>